Welcome to the Scottish Fisheries Museum podcast series, Anchored Marine Life in Lockdown. In this series, we take a look back through lockdown so far and share the experiences of people and organisations linked to the marine environments and maritime industries in Scotland. I'm Andrea and this episode we are talking about food. We speak to expert fishmonger CJ Jackson, Chef Jack O'Donnell, Claire Dean from Seafood from Scotland, Sam Lowe from the Firth of Forth Lobster Hatchery, and the Minister for Rural Affairs and the Natural Environment, Mary Goujon. We talk about what the pandemic contributed to the way people in Scotland changed the way they looked at food, especially seafood. We look at the different initiatives the food industries, including the work of Seafood from Scotland, have adopted during lockdown. Let's find out more about who's on this episode of the podcast. My name is CJ Jackson uh, and I am currently the principal of the Seafood School at Billingsgate Market. Um, I am a food writer um, as well as a trainer chef um, or trainer cook. Um, I've worked in a number of in, in a number of restaurants um, for very, very short periods of time. I'm much more interested in communicating and teaching. So I've worked, uh, I've been teaching uh, all about different types of food, but specifically about um, seafood for the last 15 years. But um, my career has spanned uh, several decades now. I'd like to admit how many. Um, Scotland um, is a very, um, goes back a lot further for me because my brother and uh, dad are very keen fishermen. And we would spend three weeks every year um, up on the banks of the River Fintorn, fishing for salmon and trout. Sardine. I work for Seafood Scotland and um, I'm a trade marketing, uh, with the trade marketing body for the Scottish seafood industry. Um, we support both wildcatcher and aquaculture industries, uh, companies as small as they come to a large as they come. Um, so we work right across the supply chain and industry um, in a free capacity to all. Hi, I'm Sam Lowe. Um, I'm a fisherman at Northbreak Harbour. I'm Mary Goujon. I'm the Minister for Rural Affairs and the Natural Environment. So I work between two cabinet secretaries, between uh, Fergus Ewing and Rosanna Cunningham. And I'm responsible for the, the national parks that we have in Scotland. I'm also responsible for uh, all, pretty much all animal health and welfare, whether that's wild animals, domestic animals, uh, farmed animals, uh, responsible for the marine environment too. So it's uh, uh, and, and lots of other things in between. So it's a very uh, diverse portfolio and a really interesting one. Well, hi there. My name is Jack O'Donnell and I was was the chef patron of the Sisters Restaurants for 23 years in the West End of Glasgow and just recently uh, retired. Uh, just to put a wee bit more focus on the, the Scottish food industry and the next generation of chefs. So I felt that my time uh, was more valued being away from the restaurant and not having that much of a tie. So it's getting to do all the great things with Scottish food. And as I say, working with Scottish chefs than um, always being in my kitchen and not always having time to be able to do all these things out and about because I actually, I thoroughly enjoy that part of it. And I feel very much just now that we're at a stage Let's continue to keep the 
with ball rolling on Scotland being a culinary destination. We will start at the beginning of lockdown, which saw everything come to a standstill and many more people being stuck indoors. I was glad to hear from both Jack and CJ the ways they help those in their local areas. Well, well, I think just thinking about um, food, uh, interestingly, um, I, um, for uh, the last four or five months, have actually run my own uh, fish delivery to my local area. I live in a little village. There's quite a few people that were self-isolating, couldn't get out. Um, and with all the big queues going into the major retailers who've taken such a big chunk out of the industry, I mean, I'm not complaining about them because they're the ones that are selling product. But what has really, really heartened me is seeing uh, the fishmongers in the high street um, uh, suddenly going through a boom time. Uh, and I think people, as, uh, you know, the consumer is beginning to really appreciate uh, the different quality fish. In, in my own small way, I've got my, well, my neighbours want cod and haddock um, and salmon. Um, and I've been trying to say to them, I've been said, look, why don't you try a bit of hake? And I've got three or four of them now choosing hake. But they just, and I've seen firsthand why people just want their salmon and cod because they feel comfortable with that. Nothing wrong with it, but there's so many other opportunities for people to, to buy other things. Um, and their comment to me every single time was, wow, that fish tasted in a different class to anything I've had before. I'm from a small village uh, down in Glasgow. And initially when um, lockdown happened, well cooking is what chefs do and it was soon it soon became clear in the village that uh, Jack was at home and she could help out so I spent the first 14 weeks cooking for everyone that couldn't get out vulnerable elderly and I was running about the village with meals delivering either hot or cold so do you know it was quite good fun and to be actually home was brilliant and to, to be there, well, it actually felt like a restaurant, Andrea, because it was uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner for everybody, uh, not to mention all the other ones in the village that were what they were getting their meals. So it, things have changed now that it, it's slackening off a wee bit. CJ was also a part of the Love Seafood campaign launched by Seafish on October the 1st. The website says that Love Seafood is brought to you by Seafish, the public body which supports the seafood industry in the UK, and we're here to inspire you to enjoy a more balanced lifestyle by eating more seafood. We are a community made up of seafood champions from all areas of the industry, empowered by you, the people. You can also check out the hashtag LoveSeafood on Twitter to see what people are sharing. CJ told me a bit about her involvement before the launch. Um, I've just been working with Seafish, um, doing a little film um, for a launch of their new, uh, their new project, which is coming going live on the first of October. I think I've been uh, part, I've been filming that um, up in Glasgow um, for the last few days, um, and loved working with them on that. Uh, Seafish, um, I've been, I'm one of their ambassadors. So normally in the summer I'd be out doing lots of festivals, and that's gone dead at the moment. Hopefully that'll all kickstart again next year. From the 12th to the 16th of October, they held live cook-alongs with CJ Jackson and other celebrity guests as part of the Love Seafood Social. Lockdown has inspired the inner chef in many households with more time on their hands. This is where Seafood Scotland come in with their Seafood Supper Club. Uh, 
um, and this was our uh, attempt at um, uh, invigorating the market demand for our agency food through um, through the likes of social media influences and regional personalities. So we basically took Scottish seafood on the road virtually and uh, developed a series of supper clubs where we invited key personalities, key influencers um, to, to cook along essentially um, with a well-known regional chef that was sorely missed because the restaurant was closed and that chef took all the guests through um, a great, easy-to-do dish that everybody could manage at home. And then we let the influencers and the personalities rave about the recipe and the amazing seafood on their own channels and spread that story far and wide as we can to really try and create some consumer engagement um, about our seafood. Um, and those recipes and videos are all still available for everybody to look at um, ongoing and we'll be using those assets a lot. Are we all organised? With your salmon, if you can have that right down the middle, so you get two pieces, and likewise with your halibut. So what we want is two nice thick slices, then your ginger, then a piece of chilli. So you're better to use coriander stalks for steaming. Lay the salmon over the top. We did a, a cook-along session with uh, the chef from Eat on the Green in Udney. So there was a few of us, I think there was about five of us, and we did a live cook-along. So, oh, it was just fantastic. So we'd had the, the seafood from uh, from Amity Fish. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a really exciting night, actually. And it was fine to do something a bit different. And actually, because I think one thing I'm quite bad at is I'll tend to cook the same stuff over and over again. So it was good to actually branch out, learn a new recipe. And I think especially when it comes to seafood, because I, I think I've been guilty of that before. You can think that it's quite daunting because you don't always know how you should cook it or you know what you can what you can have it with it's a bit hard to think outside the box so i think that was really good because it shows you how easy it can be and plus the fact it's something it's fresh it's local it's healthy so you have all that benefits of it as well and it was just really good fun cooking along with everybody else and uh, yeah seeing how how they were managing so oh that was an absolutely brilliant event probably about april i think it was when claire dean first phoned and said they were thinking about getting uh, a supper club style. Now, this was before maybe any of the chefs were doing, you know, recipes online to, to show people what to do. And I didn't actually know what she meant by a supper club. But the minute she said, you know, there's five or six of you and you have a glass of wine and you cook something, that was me. I was sold. So <laughs> it just takes a glass of wine and cooking fish and I'm happy. Um, and I watched the Contini one and it was so good. And all the guests that night uh, were just great fun, asking loads of questions. And then she said, well, I want you to do the same, but be in the, the West Coast for our guests. And I had some bloggers, I had someone from the fitness industry, I had TV and a, well, comedy and Fred McCauley and Dougie Donnelly, all those on. So it was a good, fun night for us to do. And we all sat with a glass of wine after we'd cooked the fish. And it was like um, a, a quick fire question round because they all were 
popping on with how would I do this? How can I make this? What can I do with this fish? How long does that take to cook? And I, sometimes you try not to give people into trouble because they're always overcooking things. But I felt as though I had a glass of wine and nobody was there that they could get back at me. It was all in screen. So they took it quite well when I was criticising their cooking methods. And it was just good, good fun. And they were quite surprised at how quickly uh, they got their dish finished. And to be able to do that that style of dish that takes seven or eight minutes or something to do um, was incredible to see, you know, how, how they loved it. And how most people don't believe you when you're doing a demo on fish to say that's it ready. And it's very easy to watch cookery programs and they can be editing or here's one I made earlier. But the, the element of we're doing it in real time Here's the raw fish, we're putting it in a steam package. Get your plate, get your glass of wine, and we're going to sit down and enjoy it in that space of 10 minutes, give or so, with the prep. And then there was the boy, I went on to do a further class, the seafood supper, and it was what the boy had won in the, the competition. And he got, I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday night, and five of his friends, again, all in their houses and they got a fish box delivered and we just cooked with that. So it was, for me, if we can get more and more um, general public consuming great quality Scottish fish, then there's so many positives to come out of not a very nice situation that we're all in at the moment. They also got CJ Jackson involved with Fishmonger Masterclasses. First, which we had um, hundreds of Scottish chefs join a series of three uh, masterclasses and we had a live demonstration from um, CJ Jackson at the Billingsgate uh, Fishmonger School demonstrate lots of different techniques for these chefs so that, you know, while they're off on furlough, they're still learning and understanding about Scottish uh, seafood and it's at the forefront of their minds when they get back to their kitchens and are looking at menu development and what they might be able to put on with the new way of working in kitchens etc um well um claire contacted me um i think i knew of her and certainly donna fordyce um and uh, i was feeling a bit blue actually because I'm, I'm very um always very busy uh and i worked at home for the first three weeks and then there was not much point because we weren't running any courses so the decision was for me to go on to furlough um, and then just out of the blue, I had an email from Claire saying she, with an idea of her doing these masterclasses and how would I feel about being involved. And I was delighted. Anything to do with anything from Scotland uh, is particularly uh, important to me. Um, and she had an idea that lots of chefs would be on furlough at that time and uh, struggling. Um, you know, it's not great when you're suddenly your work existence even if you're being paid, it's still very hard not to be in doing what you enjoy. And chefs cook because they love cooking you know it's not a uh, it's a, you know quite a I think it's a vocational um, type of job uh, and uh, she thought that she'd have a captive audience because they're all sitting at home so she offered a free uh, webinar um, and she paired me up and teamed me up with um, Roy Brett from Ondines fantastic chap so he's ex um, Rick Stein and he was doing his own thing so between us we set up my um, in my kitchen um, with a camera uh, and with my my computer actually um, and we did a run through to decide how we we're going to run it um, and I actually had two laptops one that was hand focusing on my my hands and one that was on my face but in the end we actually we did a, a one 
with both and then we just went just using one computer um, and um, uh, so Roy would introduce it and then we had a, an hour slot and I chose a number of different fish I wanted to focus on things that were not cod haddock salmon prawns and tuna so I was keen to really um, promote hake um, I know Roy really is, is pro hake I'm sure a lot of people use it but it was good to have an opportunity to break it down and talk about you know what you might be doing with it and then Roy added what they would use it for in the restaurant and then we did one on shellfish and then we did one on flatfish uh, so she asked me to, to, do, to do it and I think it was the actual highlight of my lockdown actually because it was you know I had to plan it for a week beforehand because I had to get the fish and then set it up and have it all ready to go so we could do it in an hour we just had an hour on, on um, live filming it so it's a great opportunity and it was great to uh, I, lots of really positive feedback from the chefs up in Scotland. Good morning everybody and uh, welcome to Seafood from Scotland's Fishmongers Masterclass. Um, first of all, I'm Roy Brett. I am the owner of Ondine Restaurant in the Fish Market in Edinburgh and uh, I'm delighted to be hosting this today and we're actually going to be watching one of my seafood heroes um, and a legend around the, the fish block and her name is CJ Jackson. Food and drink is one of the largest industry sectors in Scotland, with a 15 billion turnover, an increase of over 36% since 2007. The retail value of Scottish food and drink brands in Scotland is around 590 million, up 27% in the last 10 years. Support Local was launched by Scotland Food and Drink to provide a directory of local food and drink businesses to help people shop local. And you can go to that website on foodanddrink.scot slash support local. The Scottish Government have made efforts to help out the hospitality industry both financially and through other efforts. Certain areas of the hospitality sector do not feel as supported. Pub and bar workers dumped ice in front of the Scottish Parliament in protest when rules around the hospitality sector tightened. The Independent reported the measures announced by First Minister Nicola Sturgeon meant licensed premises in five areas across central Scotland had to close for 16 days from 6pm on Friday the 9th of October. In Edinburgh, hospitality staff decided to haul the leftover cubes from their ice machines to Holyrood in a demonstration of how their jobs had been frozen. Meanwhile in Glasgow, dozens of employees from bars and pubs dumped their ice outside city chambers at George Square. Back to seafood, Sam saw the impact of the closed hospitality businesses too during lockdown. Uh, lockdown has actually been pretty gentle for us. Uh, being able to get out fishing and continue getting out of the house. Um, made a huge difference uh, so uh, yeah basically before lockdown previous years we've uh, kind of focused on building a Scottish market for our lobsters uh, trying to not export um, as many as we did um, and basically what's happened this year is that that market in Scotland's come to a standstill because the restaurants and the hotels haven't been opened so we've completely relied on uh, the Spanish market for us, um, uh, and you know, ninety-five percent of our lobsters have still been getting sent away to Spain, um, and the rest have been 
local people buying the odd lobster or two and a few takeaways now and again. Um, so yeah, hopefully that starts to build up again because it's, uh, it's, it's great that our lobsters are now staying, or were staying now in Scotland. Although at present there's a mixed picture for hospitality, the support for local businesses and local produce is very positive to see. Our guest shares their thoughts on their hopes for the future post-pandemic. One thing I would really like to see is people supporting local, you know, whether that's your fishmonger, your butcher, your baker, support your local shops. And I think that's one thing that's really important for us as a government as well, is how do we build on that, on the work that we've seen, how do we strengthen local supply chains and make that as strong as possible? Because I think everything that's happened through long lockdown, it just highlights you know, uh, how important food security is. It highlights how important all the work is that's done by our farmers, by our fishermen. And it's so important that, that we continue to support them. So yeah, I, I would like to think that that's one positive that can come out of this, that people appreciate that more and they're more uh, encouraged to, to support their, their local businesses as, as much as possible. Because I do think that we are so, so lucky in Scotland we have some of the best produce anywhere else in the world. Like if you go over to France and you order langoustines, you know, chances are they're going to have been landed in Scotland because, and you get them there because our seafood is the best. So that's what I think is really good. And, and we definitely have to make the most of, of those kind of opportunities and yeah, really make our, our rural economies more resilient. I think if, if something like this hits again. Set change in consumers buying into our own seafood, and that we we put it pride of place at, at, the, at the forefront of our mind when we're doing our buying or going to a restaurant, um, and that the industry that mirrors a more uh, mixed um, range of of, um, of markets. So, you know, historically we have um, relied upon a lot of export markets, which have served us incredibly well, and will do so going forward. Um, as well, it's, it's more of a blend that I think we need and that as we've responded to COVID has, has shined a light that perhaps the home markets need um, greater support and more focus on seeing how they can develop for lots of different types of countries right here at home. Um, and, and that's where, that's where as an organisation, I think we would like to see a greater blend of markets being, um, being targeted uh, both home and abroad rather than relying on one or, or another. Yeah, the future impact fallout of the of the lockdown for us uh, be hard to tell. We're starting to see big changes now that people are allowed out, doing um, able to do normal things again. Um, but I think by the time that we really see a, a normality coming back, it'll probably be the end of the season where we're starting to wind down. So uh, we'll just have to kind of watch the space and see uh, see what see what brings us really really uh, spread spread the word that uh, we've got an amazing stock of lobsters here on our doorstep. I think people are going to cook from scratch more um, and I think people are going to be much more focused on locally sourced product and that's where you know, our local you know, fishing fleet around the UK will come into force. You know returning to some sort of normal would be great and to come back with the thirst for how wonderful Scotland is for all of the tourism industry for me would be great. We've had time to reflect on just how great we are at producing the finest seafood 
uh, in the world and the, the best shellfish and for all too long it's been going abroad and the you know worldwide have got to appreciate just how great Scottish seafood is and now we've had this small window to take on board and appreciate it for ourselves so I think that that in itself will make us all proud to host the tourism industry that's going to come over and we love the, the, the produce industry even more because we've had this time to, to try it for ourselves at home because we haven't had another option. Thank you to Mary, CJ, Sam, Claire and Jack who took time out during uncertain times to chat to me for the podcast. You may hear from them again in future episodes. Let us know your thoughts on the topics discussed in today's podcast on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by looking for at Scottfish Museum. Join us in two weeks for episode four of Anchored Marine Life in Lockdown. Thanks for listening.